All right, so I have to admit that I was a little bit hesitant in doing this episode, mainly because there are so many ways that one can interpret the concepts and ideology of religion relative to that of science and magic and extraterrestrial life, ultimately. And so there are many famous ancient paintings that either imply or indirectly imply the existence or interference of extraterrestrial life influencing that of religion in many aspects. Now, it's not like I'm going to be talking about oh what what could be, what could not be. I'm going to be talking about specifically a limited amount of paintings and evidence as well as evidence that supports the fact that certain pastors and priests believe that there is some type of influence particularly in the the Christian faith more than any other religion but I will I do plan to cover other religions down the road so let's start first with Leonardo da Vinci's Saint John the Baptist painting and this was in the year this took I think six uh, three years sorry to, to paint. This was from 1513 to 1516. And it's been claimed that when you look at it through a particular filter, you can actually see an alien face. Now, I also do want to note that when I say filter, I'm not talking about a certain lens. I'm talking about if you were to literally take the picture and put it in front of your mirror you would essentially see an alien face in the center of the two. And I'm going to put a link to an article that sort of summarizes all the photos. But this is one of the more, I guess you could say, creepy-looking extraterrestrial beings, but it sort of fits with what we are hearing today as what the physical descriptions of these ETs are. And so this one is not as clear and concise, but... At the end of the day, Leonardo da Vinci was known to have decoded certain things in the Bible, and he was interested in the occult to a certain extent and what have you. And so I don't know whether or not this was something he did purposely. I mean, when you take this picture and you put it in the mirror, and that's the only filter you need. I don't even I wouldn't even really consider that a filter. You see something that is so clear and precise that it seems like only someone of a professional artist's level or prestige would be able to do. Now, like I said, lots of people think that da Vinci was hiding secret messages in his paintings and was trying to say things that are not widely accepted. And some also think he was hiding alien figures in some of his most famous pieces of work that can be seen. And so this St. John the Baptist painting is something that, like I said, you throw it in the mirror and... You see a very clear alien face, which is something that matches that of other scriptures and drawings of, of God-like alien beings from around the world from different time frames. So whether or not it's a coincidence, it's very hard to say. Because like I said, this face is very clear and concise. And I also want to note that when I provide the link down below, if you're watching on YouTube, then you'll be able to see the picture when it's put in the mirror. So it's not like you have to put it in a mirror or reflect it yourself. Now, the next one is the Mona Lisa. 
which took him quite a while to do it, from 1503 to 1517. And so this is another one of Leonardo da Vinci's works that when you mirror the painting, you see something that sort of looks like a, a, a Mayan resemblance of what the Mayans believe to be gods or deities of, of extraterrestrials. And so this one, I have to say personally, is a little bit more difficult to believe. And so I don't think it's something that's very apparent compared to the St. John the Baptist one. But again, it, it could be very possible. And I also want to say that I don't want this episode to be about me just saying, look, it's possible, yes or no. If I were to give it on a scale of 1 to 10, St. John the Baptist, probably 7 or 8 out of 10 chance he did something there on purpose. With this one here, the Mona Lisa, lots of people have seen many different things through different lenses and filters and reflections of the Mona Lisa. I'd give this one like a... I would say like a 4 out of 10, to be honest with you. Now, again, the Mona Lisa is one of the most famous paintings in the world, so it could very well be exploited for a lot of different things. The next one is the Saint Wolfgang and the Devil, which was a painting done in 1475. This work was done by a famous German Renaissance painter, Michael Patcher, in the 15th century, who is based around a legend that states St. Wolfgang, the bishop of Regensburg in Bavaria during the 10th century, tricked the devil into building a church. Now, again, when you start going back that far, it's real iffy to figure out what's going on. And so people all across many different professions believe that the odd green-shaped figure, which supposedly represents the devil in this painting, is actually an alien. And look, let's put it this way. I would rather think that if I had to choose between the two, of it being the devil or a satanic being or an alien, I'd rather go with an ET, with an alien. And the reason for that is because there are people to this very day that who are very religious, when they see or witness a UFO personally or they see things that are out of their realm of understanding, the first thing they do is they start praying. And they start saying, you know, this is not what God wants and this, this and that. And I'm not saying that's for everybody. I'm just saying that's a lot of people, mostly in the older generation, who don't fully understand what it could potentially be. And I'm not trying to disrespect any of these people. I'm just saying this is something they tend to jump to more or less when they witness things that are out of their, outside of their, their bubble or their, their realm of understanding. And so the next painting, uh, sorry, the... The St. Wolfgang painting, I'd probably give, I mean, that's, it's one that clearly shows a satanic being that could look like a, it sort of resembles that of a, a praying mantis type alien species that's been spoken about and documented. I'd probably give it like a, like a three or four out of ten as to whether, like how accurate that is. I mean, I, it's, it's too... How do I explain it? What, what's the right word? It, it's too... It's too charismatic in its description, or its visual description for me to really say. So the next one is the Baptism of Christ in 1710. Now this one was a disc-shaped object that appeared to shine beams of light on John the Baptist and Jesus in this painting. And this scene, or this picture, was painted by Flemish artist Ert de Gelder. Hopefully I didn't butcher his name there. 
but many claim that this is one of the most convincing examples of UFOs being highlighted in ancient art. This one here, I give it a 9 out of 10, maybe even a 10 out of 10. This, the baptism of Christ 1710 one, this one is extremely explicit in describing what's going on here. You can clearly see that there's a UFO coming down and it's healing a person that Jesus is said to be healing. However, you can see the UFO very clearly in the sky. Now, I guess in terms of relativity and distance, the painting maybe have brought the craft a little bit closer to sort of just depict what was going on. It could very well be that these, uh, these crafts or the, these beings healed this individual and, and Jesus didn't. I mean, it's not something I've come up with. It's been debated in the past that Jesus used the extraterrestrial knowledge or otherworldly knowledge, whether it's astro knowledge or, <clears throat> excuse me, alternate dimensional knowledge or what have you to be able to heal people, assuming that he did. And so I'd give that one a 9 out of, out of 10, even a 10 out of 10, if you want to know the truth. And that's just because it describes such a clear and concise disc-shaped craft that just seems like an older version of what we're witnessing now in terms of its design. And so ultimately, this is something, even it, for it to be painted in 1710, which was quite a while ago, this is, it's not like someone painted this 50 years ago and said, you know, this is what happened back then. I don't believe that. 1710, shit was still not that advanced for, well, shit wasn't advanced at all. Technology wasn't advanced whatsoever for a painter or an artist to say, yeah, well, you know, we got these smartphones and this and that, so maybe an alien or UFO craft exists, so I'm just going to throw this in the painting with Jesus. Like, this was 1710. You know what I mean? This, this was a long time ago. So, like I said, that one, 9 out of 10. The next one is the Sveteshovil, I, I, I hope I didn't butcher that, Cathedral Fresco of the 1600s. And so, a 17th century fresco of the crucifixion of Jesus, which can be found in the, again, here I go, Sveteshoveli Cathedral in Machetska, Georgia, Machetka, sorry, Georgia, shows two saucer-shaped craft on either side of Christ. And art historians have said that these represent angels watching the event, or this could even very well represent the moon or the sun. However, here's the, the, the thing that stands out the most to me. During this period of Byzantine art, angels were usually depicted with wings and halos. And so ultimately... Unless this particular artist was very out there and very far-fetched, it's very hard to tell. So when you're looking at the painting, it really does look like UFOs shining their beams or floating and observing the crucifixion of Christ. It really does. However, it could be argued to a limited degree that this was the, the sun and the moon. Now, the reason why I say to a limited degree is because these painters, based on the way that they drew people, and drew Jesus and drew human beings seemed like they knew exactly what the hell they were doing. And so for them to draw the sun and the moon in like a barely even a half circle, like more of a disc-shaped sort of con construct of it shooting beams out or something of the sort really shows me that, it tells me that this is probably something else. Now, I'm not saying that these UFOs or any of this was present during these major events. I'm not saying they had 
everything to do with any type of major religious event. I'm just talking about the paintings that have been constructed and crafted many, many hundreds, potentially in some cases thousands of years ago. And so ultimately it seems as though there's this reoccurring theme of some type of, of advanced civilization sort of kind of making its way and popping itself in there and kind of coming in and out. So I'd give this one probably, again, this was done in the the early to mid-1600s. I would give this, I'd say a 6 or 7 out of 10. So the next one is, the second last one is The Annunciation with St. Emidius, 1486, this painting. And this is an altarpiece painted by Italian artist Carlo Crivelli designed to celebrate the announcement by the angel Gabriel to the Virgin Mary that she would become mother of Jesus. And some theorists suggest and propose that the halo of the Holy Spirit depicted in the top left of this painting shining down a beam of light is actually a UFO. Now this one is, for as detailed as it is, considering it was a painting done in 1486, it's very difficult to interpret because of the context that it's being depicted in. It's very difficult to say as to whether or not this was a UFO or this was the Holy Spirit. Now, it's very evident that it is a disc-shaped image or construct that is shooting what seems to be a beam down that resembles that of other pictures and depictions of UFO craft or religious figures. And there sort of seems to be this consistent connection between all these paintings and artists of these UFOs with beams shooting down that ultimately these artists are from different time periods. They've never met one another. And so this one, I would really give a 5 out of 10. I'm on the ropes about this one. This could very well have been the Holy Spirit, quote-unquote, blessing Mary with, with Christ, um, having to give birth to, to Christ. So I give that a 5 out of 10. Now, the last one is a little more interesting. It's the Crucifixion of Christ, painted in the year 1350. And this wall mural from 1350 by an unknown artist, we can't figure out, at least to this day, who did this, uh, who made this painting, can be found in the Visoki Dakani Monastery in Kosovo. And two odd-looking objects with pilots can be seen in the sky on both sides of Jesus. And there are many explanations for what these symbols represent, but some people like to believe that they are spaceships. Now, I do want to note, and this is a little bit of an out-there theory, but it depends on how you view it. It's very possible that these beings were that of the Nordic Blondes or the Tall Whites. And not just in this painting, but in, in many of them, simply because of the fact that these tall whites and Nordic blondes, assuming documentation and speculation is and, and proposals by many who claim to have made them are correct and statements by them, they live for anywhere from 600 to 1,000 years roughly. So this would kind of fall in line with that of the, of the tall whites rather than the, the short grays, if you want to call it. And so I think that ultimately when you see beings that in these paintings that are very bright and little more pale, I guess albino sort of looking, and their their complexion is very good compared to the painting of the faces of other people in these pieces of art, and they're flying these ships. I would attribute it to that of the, Nord uh, the Nordic blondes or the tall whites. Now, you could very well say that these are angels as well, but I mean, again, there's a constant reoccurring theme with the disc-shaped crafts or constructs, if you want to call them, that seems to be something that is constantly and consistently 
a reoccurring theme in not only these paintings, but in many descriptions, like in the Book of Enoch that I've done an episode on, and in many other episodes that I've described historical religious figures essentially describing the, these figures and these, uh, the, these beings or these gods, which really we would assume now in today's day and age to be extraterrestrial instead of gods. So that's it for the paintings. I am going to put a link in the description down below if you're watching on YouTube. And if you're listening, just head over to my uh, website or the YouTube channel and you will, uh, you'll find this, this link very easily right away to see exactly what I'm talking about. Now, the next thing I want to cover very quickly before I end this episode off is that retired pastor Reverend Barry Downing was asked if he believes in UFOs. And so he has received a lot of blowback from the church, of course, because his first book called The Bible and Flying Saucers was published in 1968. And since then, he's been putting forth an argument that many biblical events may have connections to UFOs and extraterrestrial encounters, but it's not been accepted warmly in all circles, as many of you know. I mean, I guess that's one of the reasons why you're listening or watching this, this video, to understand things that the mainstream media won't cover. So in a new book that just came out, I think two or three years ago, called Biblical UFO Revelations, Mr. Downing offered an update with, uh, with describing what he thinks. And he said, I believe UFOs are God's way of saying our godless culture, uh, to our godless culture, I'm back, so to speak. And if God is back, it is time to repent and be glad that the world lives under the umbrella of God's love with his angels looking over us. Now look, Downing goes on to question whether the church has the, what he says, the eyes to see to open the church doors to welcome our UFO strangers, or will we continue to be quote-unquote unaware? This is what I think ultimately. I'm not all for everything that Mr. Downing says, but I do believe that for someone who is part of the Catholic Church or the ministry, for someone to have such an open mind, that is key in religion. And I'm not saying to question everything. I'm just saying that based on the evidence through art and through descriptions of many, many scriptures throughout the Bible, and not just the Catholic Bible or Christian Bible, but through other religions as well of these godlike beings, it seems as though more and more that these extraterrestrials that have visited our planet in the past have either been depicted to be angels or gods or as the, you know, the Egyptians say it or the, the Sumerians refer to the Anunnaki as as gods of this and gods, you know, of the sky, of the air, of the sea, of the uh, of many different things, of the land. Then there's, you know, the one at the very top. It sounds more and more like an advanced hierarchical structure of extraterrestrials, in, in my personal opinion. So, Mr. Downing has also said that from his point of view, what we have here now in the skies as what we've been able to witness through technological advancements is that these aliens and UFOs are part of the divine mission. And so he believes that by faith, in the same way he believes in the resurrection of Jesus by faith, that the constant UFO reports are not that of a coincidence. And he says something else too, which is that he says, I can question witnesses, which is even better than in the case of the resurrection. And so, 
I like the fact that someone like Mr. Downing has come forward from a very tradi- traditional and strict religious hierarchical structure and has been able to essentially say, I don't know, but I would like to think it's true. And I'm not saying that because I personally would like to think it's true, but I like the open mind concept of it, right? And so he's also claimed that he once saw a teardrop-shaped UFO fly over his cousin's house one night, and he said there was no noise until it stopped, and then it hummed, which, again, falls right fucking in line with the many different descriptions of UFO craft. Again, David Icke, Bob Lazar. I can go on and on and on with a list of people who have claimed to witness them and who have also claimed to work on these crafts as well. And so it's also been said, could a UFO have caused a fire that never consumed the burning bush in front of Moses? Even if a UFO didn't cause it, could it have been something that was very science-based? Could it have been UFOs, uh, sorry, extraterrestrials communicating with Moses? And that's just one example of many. And it's something that I think, I think he's onto something. I think he understands that as a pastor, he understands that he doesn't have the answers, but he's open to being able to interpret and understand as he sees fit to the best of his ability. And I really wish he got more credit for it. And so ultimately, that's one last thing I'd like to point out, the contradiction that a lot of people tend to believe in traditional, revised, redacted, and edited religion, whereas at the same time you ask them about UFOs and aliens, they don't believe it whatsoever. Now, I'm not ridiculing religion, not at all. I respect people that believe in and have their own faiths and, and what have you, but I think that ultimately to have faith in a particular religion should ideally translate to having an open mind with respects to science and extraterrestrial life out there. And I know there's a lot of people that don't believe in that, but ultimately, at the end of the day, it's up to us to be able to want to open up our own minds. So that's it for this episode. Let me know what you guys think. Like I said, I'm going to put the link down below to link the article of the different paintings so you can see all of it and just scroll through one page it's very easy and then you can judge for yourself what uh, what you guys think would be the most suitable conclusion to these paintings and these ufos within these paintings so thank you very much and we will catch you next time peace